We hope you're blessed and encouraged by the following study from Calvary Chapel, El Monte. It's our simple prayer that you would grow stronger and deeper in an intimate and personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Should you have any questions, please feel free to contact us here at Calvary Chapel, El Monte. We're going to be in the book of John tonight. And uh, just beforehand, I was thinking, <laughs> thinking how afraid I am of public speaking. When I was, I think it was like sixth grade, um, I was at my at our home church, and uh, it was like a VBS. I think I was like sixth grade, and the teacher asked me to read the text of the scripture, and I told the teacher I can't read. And so, <laughs> the pastor's son, which was kind of a good friend of mine, he's he's like, "That's a good one." He's like a year a year older, so I think he was seventh grade. He's like, "That's a good one. I'm gonna use that next time." <clears throat> and so I couldn't tell Manny I can't read, so. I don't think you believe me. <clears throat> but um, we're going to be sharing out of the book of John. And a lot of times people use the book of John for sometimes unbelievers, tell them to read it, or, uh, or new believers. And I just wanted to go over kind of why real quick. And uh, <clears throat> I was actually, we were, my wife and I, we were sharing with a family friend a couple weeks ago, and I told him a couple times to read the book of John. And uh, but I just wondered, like, do you guys really know why John wrote this book, write this, wrote this gospel? And it says it in, um, I don't even know if I have the verse right now. Yeah, I lost it. John, turn to John chapter 20, verse 30. Twenty, verse thirteen, thirty-one. It says, "And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in His name." <clears throat> so this is saying why John wrote this book. It's it's. So people will believe in Jesus Christ, that he is the Son of God. And so this is given, giving us, giving people a clear picture of salvation, how they can get saved, who is Jesus. <clears throat> like that's, what we're, that's what this season's about, right, Jesus? The, we're in Christmas season right now. And so um, these verses explain why John wrote the gospel. He wrote it so people can get to know God, get to know the Savior. And there's, there's a lot of, sometimes there's a lot of misconceptions about who Jesus is, even in our culture. And uh, I've, I've been in Cambodia in and out for the last probably 10 years. And I was in one village one time, <clears throat> and the locals were saying, thank you. They were saying thank you. <clears throat> they were saying uh, the, the word yay they say, pray, Yesu is the name for Jesus. It's most high Jesus. But the word ye means grandmother in the language. So they thought their people were taught, preaching about a grandmother, Yesu. And so it was confusing because <clears throat> this just was the, just one village. Not every village is like that. So usually when people are talking about Jesus, they say, uh, you got to say pray beforehand to make sure you're saying the most high. But it's still, because of the language, there's the misconception of who Jesus is, that he's some grandmother named Sue. 
And uh, so even, even that, the book of John is there to help us have a clear understanding of who Jesus is. And uh, it's, if, if you have friends that don't really understand or don't really know who God of the Bible is, who the, the Savior is, it's, the great place to turn them to would be John. It says, John wrote this gospel so we can have life, life to the fullest by knowing our Savior, the one who came and opened the way to God for those who believe. So um, I just want to cover that before we got into John chapter 1, verse 1. That's where we're going to be now. So turn to chapter 1. I better turn there too, huh? I'm going to read one, verse 1 through uh, 5. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. <clears throat> so we have in the beginning was the word. Who's, who's this word that it's talking about, right? It's talking about Jesus. Jesus is in the beginning. So we have Jesus, the word of God, in the beginning of creation. <clears throat> so this is, what, what beginning is this? Is this, like, it's, it's good just to figure out what, what is this scripture saying? In the beginning was the word. It's pretty s- simple, right? In the beginning we had Jesus. But when did Jesus come? About 2,000 years ago, right? But this says in the beginning. That wasn't the beginning. There was the creation was the beginning. So it's saying that Jesus was even before he came as a baby, right? He came, he came before creation. He was there before creation. He didn't come. He was, at, he was begotten. He was there before creation. He was there during creation. <clears throat> he was there before the moon and the sun. Jesus was with God in the beginning. And uh, I taught... At, uh, there's a small Bible school in the capital in Cambodia, and I was teaching this. And uh, my translator was a Christian, but he'd been a Christian for a long time. And uh, I, was like, I was like, you know Jesus was in the beginning, right? And he's like, no. He's like, this, this is a Cambodian. He'd been a Christian, I'm guessing, five plus years. I'm like, you knew Jesus was in the beginning of creation, He's always been with God, right? And he didn't know. And um, I didn't want to shame him. I don't want to shame you guys if you don't know. But this is saying right here that Jesus is in the beginning. Jesus was the word in the beginning. And we need to know this. We need to know that Jesus didn't just come sent on Christmas Day. Christmas Day is not the first of Jesus. Jesus was there always with God. And uh, but I, I explained it to this guy and. uh so he was pretty, he's kind of amazed, it was kind of cool, because he was a translator for the Bible school, he's been a translator for the Bible, he knows the Bible pretty well for a Cambodian, for, because uh, Christianity is kind of young there, and uh, he was younger too, and, but he was, he was amazed that Jesus was there, because we don't see Jesus' Jesus's name in the Old Testament, right? So that kind of threw him off. So, uh, before creation... Before the creation of man, before the creation of heaven and earth, Jesus was there with God. 
It says also, as you continue on in that first, first chapter, it says, As we read here in John, all creation was made through Jesus, and without Jesus, nothing was made that is made. So even, even though he was, so it's showing us that Jesus was not only there, but he was there creating with God. He's all power. He, he is God. As we know that Jesus says later that he is God. And um, so we have God in the beginning. We have Jesus in the beginning before creation. It says the beginning was the word So when did, when is when is Jesus from? Is uh, we're celebrating Jesus' birth on Christmas Day, right? But Jesus was with the glory in the glory of God always. He's always been with the Father. <clears throat> As we, if we look at a look at Genesis one twenty six, it says God said, "Let us make man in our image." There's, it's it's uh, the plural form of God saying, let us. He's saying, us. Who's, who's he talking to? Who's he going to make the image of God in? Us. Who's the us? <laughs> the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus was there during the creation, as it says here in John. Without him, nothing was made that was made. Every little detail of creation was for, for and through Jesus. And the greatest creation was man and woman, made in the image of God, with a body, mind, and spirit. Made to worship God. Made for glory. Made for God's glory. So we were, we were created in that beginning. By Jesus. But we were made there for Jesus' glory. For his... To praise him. Like we were worshiping him beforehand. To praise him, not with just our, our songs, but to praise him with our lives. To give him all of ourselves. This is a, a season of giving gifts, right? Christmas, when we're giving, we're giving uh, gifts to family, we're giving gifts to friends. And uh, some of us, a lot of us, gave those shoe boxes to people we don't even know, little kids around the world. And uh, let's, let's give praise and gifts, our gifts to God. Let's give our, ourselves, our lives to God. So we're celebrating Christmas, the day we hold is Jesus' birthday. The day we set our nativity scenes out to remind us and those that don't know what Christmas is about. So we're setting all this up, right? To remind people that, that this is when God sent his son for us. And, and uh, I think a lot of times we're we're doing the out, outward Christmas stuff. We're doing the Christmas trees. We're getting the, the biggest Christmas trees, getting the most lights, getting the, the bigger boxes to put under the trees. So it's all, everything's got to be big and better in the U.S., right? And, uh, but it's almost like the nativity scenes are getting smaller. Like the, the visual, the scene Jesus is getting smaller and smaller, less and less. <clears throat> Even with us, my family, we... We uh, we've never had like a huge Christmas back in Cambodia. It's always just kind of just been just a little bit of us, and now it's getting bigger. It's all around us here, 
And so it's, it's almost taking more focus off Jesus that we're here because there's, there's so much busyness, so much, so much Christmas here that <laughs> we forget the Jesus about it. <clears throat> and it's, to me it's scary because uh, just thinking about communion, how we do, what, what do we do communion for? Is it just a ritual we do in the church? Are we, are we just taking a little bread? Are we just taking a little cup of grape juice? Or are we doing it in remembrance of Jesus Christ? And is that what we're celebrating? Like, is that what we're celebrating Christmas? Are we doing it in remembrance of him? I was just thinking if it was my birthday <clears throat> and everybody was getting presents and, and uh, they were all partying, having, having their big dinners, having all their big deals, but they didn't even give me anything, I'd be pretty, pretty upset. And uh, I just, I don't want to forget my God. And uh, I don't want you guys to. I just, that this is, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Is that just a verse, or is it, is it, man, is it more there? Like, uh, are we seeing God? Are we seeing His beauty? And um, so we have God, Jesus Christ, in the beginning, before creation. But then what did he do? We, we come to Christmas, we, 2015 years ago, give or take. And what, what do we have now? We have verse 14. It says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus Christ is fully God, and he comes in, in flesh and blood. We're, he comes as a man, lower than the angels. And what does he come for? Um... He came, he came for us. He came to bring glory to the Father. He came for us. Um, there's a good verse he, I'm sure everybody knows that I want to read. This is why he came. John 3, 16, 17, 18, 19. I'm going to read it. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. I'm going to read 19 also. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. <clears throat> so Jesus didn't come in the flesh to judge us. So why did he come? He came because he loves us. He came because we're not worthy of him. <laughs> and we needed, we needed him to come to make us worthy of him. To cleanse us of our unrighteousness. To cleanse us of our sin. But he came. Not, he didn't come to judge us. A lot of times people are afraid to be Christians because they, they think it's gonna be, they're going to be judged. 
but he came to save us. And uh, so let us love the light. Let us love Jesus because he first loved us. It says, while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. He loved us while we were sinners, while we were sinners. He didn't come after we got straight, after we got right. He says he already sent his son. Like, he already sent his son for us, whether we accept him or not, whether we believe him or not. He already did it, whether we choose him or not. Whether we love the darkness or we love the light, he already loved us. He already sent his son and proved it. So God the Father loves us so much that he also he sent his son to die for us. It, it sounds hard to reject to me. And I hope we don't reject it. Even even if we've been Christian for a long time or, or followed the Lord for so long, I hope we don't begin to reject it. And if we've never accepted the Lord, I hope we do accept it. And, and turn from the darkness, turn to the light, turn to Christ. Not turn to doing good works, not turn to, doing, to not doing this or not doing that, but to turn to Jesus Christ. And to look, especially this time, this Christmas time, and where it's, it should be about Him, it should be about giving God gifts. I think when you when you guys sent off those shoe boxes to wherever they went, that's to me that's giving probably one of the better gifts <laughs> to God. It says when you give give a cup of water to the least of these, you've given a cup of water to me. And uh But we can't forget one who God is can't forget who Jesus is, that he was, he's fully God, he's, he was, became fully man. But he was there in the beginning, as the word says in John 1, 1. He was in the beginning, he, everything was created by and through him. He's the one who's worthy of our praise, worthy of our gifts, worthy of our lives. And, um, Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Because Jesus and the Father are one. <clears throat> and the way we're going to see, see Christ, the way we're going to see Jesus is by getting into his word. And um, I just really want us to see Christ this season, this, this end of this year, before Christmas, that we would see Christ, that we would see God more, that we would, we would want... The man he was talking about revival. That we do we even know what revival is? Do we want revival? Do we want to be revived as a as a individual, as a church? Do you want do you want your family here? You guys are all family. Do you want your family to be revived in Christ? What does that mean? Do you want to be passionate? Do you want to be close to God? Do you want to be someone that hungers and thirsts for God in the morning? In the afternoon and evening, are you are you starving for him? Sometimes I don't even want it. <laughs> I like to be honest, I because I get caught up in myself and I just want myself. I want I want to watch TV or I want to go shopping. I want to I want to do whatever. Who who knows? 
And sometimes I don't want revival. And then I want God to stir that in me, that I would want to be revived in my spirit. I'm going back to Cambodia where I'm supposed to be a light. In a, in a dark, dark country, there's uh, witch doctors, there's Buddhist monks every morning, I see them. There's, uh, there's all kinds of darkness, but that's here too. But we need to be revived. And uh, it's, it's an all-night prayer would be awesome. <laughs> I know when we were in Cambodia the last... Uh, Three years, Caitlin's wanted it quite a few times to have an all-night prayer at the at the church to come back and have an all-night prayer. And that's not your answer for having it, but uh, but even that, I was thinking when Manny was saying that that man, I need I need to go home tonight, but I'm probably gonna go home and eat something, and I'm gonna get tired. Mm-hmm. So I've been studying all day, and uh, I want to stay up all night and pray to God, and um. I want the church to do it. The, it's the it's dark times right now in the world, and it's going to get darker, and always will, until Christ comes back. But our church, we need to be praying. We need to go be going to God the Father, praying for the lost, praying for each other, praying for Pastor Manny, praying for us as we're in Cambodia. It's going to be hard again. Right now we're excited and we're ready to go back. We've been here six months and <clears throat> we're ready to go back, but it will get hard. So I don't, we don't know what God has, what's going to come up the next year, the next two years over there. But it's going to get hard here too. And so uh, we'll remember to pray for you guys and you guys will remember to pray for us. But first, get on fire for God. Get passionate for Him. Not just to sing sing songs. Yeah, these should be prayers to God each time we sing them. But um, we would really just be passionate. We would we would want to hear what He's got to say to us each day by His Word, by His Spirit. That we would hunger for His Holy Spirit. That I think there's a lot of us that don't really, we're, we're not grasping the Holy Spirit sometimes. That we would seek God's Holy Spirit. That we would seek Jesus Christ and we seek God the Father. All of God, who He is. And uh, the church has all the resources you need. You have Pastor Manny, you have Henry, you have Rich, you have Robert, you have all the resources you need to get passionate come in here for prayer but go home on your knees go to, go to your inner closet and pray to God and uh, I really wanted to read uh, one last thing <clears throat> I think it should be our prayer all the time we did communion before we left the orphanage in Cambodia and uh this was the scripture that we read. It's uh, Psalm 51. It says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercy. Blot out 
my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. That you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with a hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sin, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me to your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall... Show forth your praise, for you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifice of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. Do good in your good pleasure to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifice of righteousness, with burnt offerings and whole burnt offering. Then they shall offer bowls on your altar. <clears throat> so that we would be made clean, that we would be renewed, that our spirit would be renewed. God's not going to take our, His Holy Spirit from us. He will revive us if we seek Him. As King David, that was King David seeking God to be revived, to have His spirit revived, that He'd be passionate for God, that He'd go again and sing praise to God, that He wouldn't be ashamed, that He wouldn't be ashamed of what he's done to God. He says he sinned only before God, against God. And uh, so we have Christmas in a week. And so uh, don't forget Jesus Christ, the one who came. And uh, let me just close in prayer. Dear Lord, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for... Uh, just loving us, not judging us, Father, for not leaving us, Father. Revive us, revive our spirits, Father. Say so your word would move your church, Father. Jesus Christ, you are the word. You would move your church. The church would be passionate for you, Lord. I thank you for all the gifts this season, Father. Help us to give gifts to you. Help us to give our lives, our praise, our worship to you, Father. To honor you, Father. Lord, just <laughs> if you want a prayer meeting on this New Year's, Father, New Year's Eve, Lord, that you would guide that. You'd open that up, Father. You would send us home tonight, tomorrow night, next couple nights, that we'd be in prayer, Father as families, as individuals, Lord. 
that we would be a different church, Father. We would be a bright, shining church. We wouldn't need Christmas lights on this church. We would be the lights, Father, that you would be seen, Father. Fill us with your spirit. Fill this place with your spirit. Give us all of you, Father. Let's pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you were encouraged by this study. If you have any questions, please call us at Calvary Chapel El Monte at air code 626-454-3414. Remember that Jesus loves you.